Welcome, <laughs> I guess, to the family without Tom Bernard. De- deja vu or whatever they call it. Deja vu. Deja vu. My mom, always, my, my mom always said deja vu. That's a very bohemian thing. Sorry. I think it's jamais vu. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, Tom Bernard is still wandering yeah. around somewhere. We have no idea where he is. In Minnesota. Yeah, and we don't know where. Potentially, hopefully. Yeah. But we do have... Ralph Toby Basham, MD, the Hackmaster. Alex Brandt Bernard Rasmussen. Catherine Brandt. And Andy Brandt Bernard. And we'll be back with Tim Lammers. Yep. Soon. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tommy, it's quiz time. Ooh, I love quiz time. Let me guess. Breck called and they want their diploma back. Easy. I earned that fair and square. In fact, it's right. Ah, well, look what you made me do. Sorry. So what's the question? So you've heard about the new car inventory shortages, right? Yeah, you've mentioned it about a million times. Guess how many 2021 Rogues we have in stock at Burnsville Nissan and Coon Rapids Nissan? Mm, seven. Close. The actual number is 209. A lot of Nissan dealers are really low, but we're in good shape for the next month or so. So there's no reason to hurry? That's not great messaging. How about don't dawdle? There's a word you don't hear often there, Monty Burns. Yeah, funny. Anyway, the all-new 2021 Rogue is a great vehicle, and we're lucky enough to have a bunch. We've got great leases, and they all come with Walzer Care, which is a 10-year warranty for free. But wait, there's more. Read this. Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan want your trade and will give you an extra $1,000. That's pretty cool. Go to Coon Rapids Nissan or WalzerNissan.com for details. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, president at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company, Bradley's partner. As a locally owned and operated community bank, we provide a unique experience for our business banking customers that can't be found at the big banks. Our customers appreciate our high-touch, high-tech approach where they get all the benefits of working with a local bank. Our team will get to know your business and its unique challenges while still offering all of the online and mobile banking options you will find at the big banks. Also, when your business banks with North American Banking Company will be working with an experienced team of lenders who know this marketplace and will be ready to help your business capitalize on any opportunity or solve any problem. You add it all up, North American Banking Company is a better banking experience. <clears throat> Excuse me, you uh, do mind if I jump in here? Well, Tommy, if you feel the need, go ahead. <sighs> Amateurs, why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. I'm an alligator. I'm a mama papa coming for you. I do not know this song. Moon Age Daydream. Oh. 
Cool. If I have a sudden lisp, it's Very because 70s. I just almost bit off the tip of my tongue. <laughs> That's what happens when you eat when you're supposed to be working. I, Tim, are you there? I am here. I, I don't know if you just heard my coffee maker go. Uh, no, no you were wondering. I thought Is that it was an you. espresso. Uh, no, just one of those uh, deals with the pods. What are they called now? Keurig. Keurig. What? Keurig. Keurig. Okay, there we go. There we go. <laughs> Yes, yeah, see, that's why I need the coffee. I need to wake up and think. There you go. Yeah, yesterday I was so tired, I drank probably four coffees, and it didn't even touch me. All that does <laughs> is make me tired and also jittery. I, I was yeah. I was thinking jittery would be better than no, so tired you I, can't think. I, I, I used to think that. It's like, oh, well, at least I'll have some nervous energy, but no, it doesn't <laughs> improve the situation no. It makes many people just micturate. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, I can't drink caffeine. No. Just turn into a complete spam. <clears throat> yeah. I had a mocha one time, and I was driving my car, and I had to pull into a gas station for, like, 45 minutes because I was like, I'm going into shock or something. Well, like, up. I was shaking, and it was blurry. If you never well, drink caffeine, well, then, gonna... you know. I'm not going to be able to do the show today. At oh, all. Okay. We're on right now, so don't say anything. You just, oh, you just started. We just started. We were waiting for you. We were waiting for you, for you and I called anything. you, and you didn't I answer. Know, Correct. Okay, well. So you're well, not on at all? No. Nope, okay. okay. Tom's okay. bailing on us. Okay. <laughs> bye bye. <laughs> bye. Well, okay then. He could have texted that in. He could have. Or called. <laughs> he could have called no. the talking text line 561, whatever. Very it is. strange. 228 4061. All right. Well, he's discombobulated about something. Who knows? Apparently. Who knows? Anyway, we watched a couple of movies. We watched Luca. I, you know what, and I'll tell Tom this on Thursday, but Luca Brazzi in The Godfather Sleeps with the Fishes. Ah. Luca in Luca Sleeps with the Fishes and ah. Wakes Up with the Fishes. Uh-huh. Hey, do you think that's why they called him Luca? <laughs> I, wonder. I have no idea. I wonder if there's some sort of connection there, but yes, I've seen it too. It is such of a great movie. Shocked that it was not in, this thing would have been big in theaters, even in this yeah. Uh, yeah. pandemic end of whatever, lull or whatever it is right now. I mean, people are going back to theaters. And um, can you imagine how beautiful, it was beautiful watching it on TV, Oh, it's right? really gorgeous, yeah. But imagine that in the theater. I, you know, one thing about Pixar, you know, and Patty and I were watching it together, they pay attention to every single detail. Yeah, that's what know? we were yeah. noticing. We were like, look at that tree. Mm-hmm. Look at the seaweed. Yeah. <laughs> oh, she says, look at how clear the water is. Yeah. You know? I mean, that takes some thought. You know, stuff stuff that, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think a lot of, obviously, <laughs> a lot of money goes into all animated productions. But oh, honestly, yeah. there's just a different look to Pixar movies mm-hmm. and a different, you know, different sorts of themes original sorts of themes i love how you know they're hopping to different cultures you know you go italy with this one i don't know if you've ever seen coco yes Um, that's Mm -hmm. set amid the day of the dead Mm -hmm. and that is really really spectacular i mean everything they do is spectacular really yeah it is it was rated pg so i was a little surprised by that but then when we watched it i was like this isn't really for two, three, four-year-olds. Uh, yeah, well, when they, you mean when the one-armed guy that lost his arm to the sea monster was cutting heads off? Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. I was a little bit like, I don't know. Because we were watching it with, you know, Sage and Fawn, three and five. Sure. And sure. Fawn loved it, but Sage got a little bored after a, an hour, maybe. Yeah. Say about an hour. Then he Sounds was about right. You know, the th- you, you know, I'm just looking at some of the anime, animated uh, uh, photos. And the, I think the reason you're drawn into some of the other things, like the tree and things mm-hmm. like that, is that it's they've not tried to make it photorealistic. They've accepted the fact they are not going to spend that money. And they're just going to do something else, which draws your attention to it because it's foreign. I think that's yeah. I think that's what's going on because you look at the hair. Hair is one of the most difficult things to do. Yes, it is. And uh, the hair is just okay. Uh, it, it just doesn't look like uh, a normal film person's hair. Well, no. and even the, like the characters didn't look, look super realistic. They kind of look like that one comic. Yeah. yeah. What is it, the... it, they look? It look exaggerated in a sort of way. Yeah. So, so it's, it, and there's nothing bad about that. You know, it's, it's one thing to see uh, Governor Tarkin and uh, Princess Leia being animated oh. uh, in Star Wars. And mm-hmm. they did an exceptional job with that, an exceptional job. Not perfect, because right. you could ju- if you looked really close, you could tell. But now, you know, th- they've taken a different tack. So it's a different style of animation, or SGI, if you were, that uh, is driving this. And so the, the what's the tree going to look like? Well, it's going to move a quarter this way. And it moves just enough odd that you notice it mm-hmm. in, in a certain way or the clouds are a that, certain way that could be i mean it's, it, it, it's pretty genius the way oh, they yeah. do oh, it doesn't take yeah. anything doesn't take anything away from the production the attention to detail and what that is i mean that all the things you said are true but the they have that going for them is that you're able to see those things which i i just I just love. I just love the whole idea about CGI. I've sort of followed it for thirty years, and it's a fascinating thing. It's just amazing that they yeah. can do that all on well, a computer. Yeah, I'm not giving anything away in the movie, but um, well, first of all, anytime they go, uh, when water is splashed on these guys uh, uh, upon the shore, and you see they turn back to fish or, or sea monsters. Yeah, I sea love monsters. That thank time. you very much. I love the undersea stuff. But that scene where Luca was running around the rings of Saturn was so flipping cool. God, that was cool. Basically, what what was happening is the books were coming to life. Yeah. Uh, You know, and and, oh, what an incredible scene. And, uh, you know, I I don't know if you have um, uh, a digital projector or whatever. I mean, they're relatively... Uh, affordable now. We do. Um, they are. Yeah. Yeah, we're we're lucky enough to have that on a bigger screen. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. It let's, was amazing. Let me just backtrack. This word relative. Like, like, no, they're actually give, pretty affordable these well, like days. Like, how much? Uh, probably. A couple, 300 bucks? Yeah. Oh, no. Mid, mid, yeah, three to 500 for a mid range one, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty amazing. And the screens? <clears throat> how much is the screen? The screens are nothing. Uh, it depends on what you get. You hang a sheet. Yeah. <laughs> it depends on what <laughs> you, you know. get. I mean, you can yeah. get projectors what, what, for, yeah. you know, tens 10, of thousands dollars, of dollars, right. but that's like if you want to run a movie theater. Right. You know, back when they had them in bars to, to put, you know, the big games on, you know, that's the $10,000 variety. Right. But now the quality is really incredible for, again, something that will cost hundreds of dollars, when I not met, thousands. When I met Tom, he had <laughs> a giant screen thing. I, I mean... It was a big screen, but it wasn't a big screen TV. It was the screen, and then he had this great big, huge console thing with the red light oh, sure. and the blue oh, light and the uh, green light. The Tino and Michelle had. 
Is that what they had? They had too? one of those. The, yeah, it was like a, it almost looked like an arcade machine. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. it was just because it had to house that was all the, the crap required this to make giant it. giant projector thing. Yeah. The 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 quality of the image. It's horrible. Back then, they yeah. thought it was cool, but it was really bad. Really, really <laughs> it was bad. Really bad. And it, that console thing weighed a ton. <laughs> So when they did the door, so when they did the door stage uh, uh, filmography with the with a Vaseline on the lens with that projector, you wouldn't need to do that. <laughs> yeah, you, you would go. not there need to go. do that. There was not yes. a lot of detail. It was pretty. It was pretty <laughs> bad. But I remember thinking, why would anyone have a theater like that? And now they're just like mainstream. Everybody's yeah. got. He's always ahead of his Put time, my darling. Want. Yeah, no problem. Well, and, how, <laughs> and how big? Is, so you get this projector. How big is that screen that it projects on? Well. You know, I have um, angled ceilings, okay, and we have to lean back kind of like we're almost on our backs on the couch uh, <laughs> to watch stuff if we want to watch something inside. Okay. And I estimated it was about 24 feet across. Oh. And the picture was, it was awesome. It depends we on watched, how far. We haven't watched Luca that way, but we watched Soul that way, the other mm-hmm. Pixar film that won the mm-hmm. Oscar last yep. year, or, or last year, earlier this year, the hell uh, and it looked great. I mean, so yeah, I mean, it can be a pretty decent sized image. Yeah, you know, if you're gonna watch a movie at home, that's probably the way to do it. The only downside is that if you do anything like uh, if you plug a computer into it or a game console, it doesn't work very well because there's gonna be some delay. Quite yeah. a bit oh, of lag time. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, that's the only real issue. There's so, gonna be so a there's, lot of lag. So there's buffering inside the machine to. To account for that? Uh, yeah, I believe be. so. But we pu- we plugged our Roku stick into it because that's yeah, that's where, yeah. you know, we get, we have Disney Plus on that and obviously all the other streaming channels, and uh, it worked great. And we've got that kind of sort of setup, and every once in a while the dialogue will be a little laggy, and then we have to yeah. hit pause and start again, and then it seems to catch up. Yeah, it's that's the other thing is the projector doesn't handle the audio, so right. you've got two systems yeah, well, communicating. That, that's mm-hmm. true. Yeah. That's true. The audio is what you get out of that, and, you know, unless you... You know, it, it was kind of like a spur-of-the-moment thing. I, I think you could probably set it up where you can get better sound, but, uh, yeah, that I guess you're right. That That's the one downfall yep. of it. But, again, it doesn't Minor. matter when you're watching this 24-foot image when you're used to watching stuff on a, you know, 55-inch screen. It's like, wow, okay. <laughs> God, I remember, <laughs> I, this. I remember watching movies on a probably 9-inch CRT with a built-in VHS a built-in VCR, you know, and <laughs> we didn't know any better. We were like, wow, you can watch movies in, in your home, in the TV right in there. Do, yep, exactly. Do So how much would a, you want to get the Atmos kind of a sound or the quality sound? What, what would How much would that cost? Oh, it depends uh, if you have a professional company come in and put that all in. Ten grand, yeah. easy. If you can do it all yourself by going to Best Buy and... Yeah, probably a thousand... Because the audio stuff's like pricey. Well, it depends. Do you want surround? Do you want surround sound? Do you want you know yeah. how much surround do you want? Running all you those wires speakers. and all those speakers yeah. and everything. Yeah. But it depends on what the uh, console, the box itself that takes all of those connections. Not probably a couple hundred bucks. Oh, I, I just yeah. You wonder you can put a theater in if you do it yourself. Five thousand dollars. If that, that. I think so. That would be yeah. a, that would be a very I mean, high end. Uh, home movie. If theater. you can do it yourself. If you yeah. can do it yourself, two thousand easy. Wow. But and yeah. that's for a pretty. That's still for a pretty high end setup. But you could also just wear headphones. 
Boom. You could also just wear headphones, yes. That's true. Great. Great sound that way. Mm-hmm. And you got to get the subwoofer underneath your seat. Yeah. Butt shaker. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I get the butt yeah. shaker. The only downside is, like, if you want to watch a movie with a bunch of people, you can't really, like, talk, talk. to them. Yeah. We always talk during movies, so it's like... Yeah. Yeah, the butt shaker makes you want to go to the bathroom. I had Tom talked into wearing headphones <laughs> because he, he listens to everything so loudly, yes, as you guys know. So I mean, it's, it can be painful for other yes. people you have a pretty well i'm the same way i mean it, it's there my whole family desperately wants me to get hearing it but we've tried to get dad to yeah the headphones work great but tom has to comment on yes. everything that happens That's in the I'm movie saying, so yeah. he's kind of, and, and if he sees us talking he's always ripping off his mm-hmm. headphones what'd you say what'd you say yeah <laughs> Well, even like well, my my uh, son got me noise canceling headphones for Father's Day, right. and uh, it's it's a dream. It really is. But people are talking to me, and I'm just seeing uh, a, a silent movie going on. Yep. Yep. I can't hear can't hear. That's a thing, the only reason so. I don't really like headphones is not being uh, able to they hear really the world are, around you. They are really nice when you're watching a show or a movie because you can hear everything so nicely, and you That's don't true. have that weird compression with the music and the voices where you have to mm-hmm. turn down so the music loud. and turn the voices up. It yep. just gets to be. I, I can't believe that they haven't figured that out with all of these. Well, they they the, machines a, that they have. They do that on purpose. It's called a high dynamic range, and dynamic. Uh, film people and audio people think it's universally a good thing, but they're not. Now, right. when you have a home theater in your house and you're yeah. trying to get toddlers to sleep upstairs, yeah. you know. People, they poo-poo the awards and award shows, but the Sound Mixing Awards and the Sound Design Awards... They're a lot more important oh. uh, to a movie than people ever, ever realize. Oh, definitely. Well, yeah. in that, when, when you watch uh, vlogs or you watch, or listen to a podcast, mm-hmm. the only thing important is the sound. Only well, thing yeah, important is right. the sound. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what's so fascinating about that. Mm-hmm. Do, when, you, uh, when, you da- when you stream a movie, do you get uh, all, of the information in the, all of the information you need to run Atmos in your home? Uh, yeah, it should, yeah. When yeah. you stream it? Netflix, I think. I'm pretty sure Netflix does that. Uh, Hulu has all that in there. Um, yeah. Yeah, they all do. Uh, Disney yeah. Plus. I mean, HBO Max. Yeah. They all carry the, the surround signals. Just hit the settings button mm-hmm. and, you know, you can, I think, I don't know if you can make adjustments. I think you can, yeah. Make adjustments <clears throat> within we, the app. Okay. We were hacked. Hacked? Yep. All of a sudden I got these notices from Amazon that we had signed up for... Something called Deco, D-E-K-K-O-O, which I think is a gay porn site. Uh-oh. <laughs> or it's... An- Watch gay movies and gay series online. And I don't think it's a porn site, though. I think it's one of those, yeah, like... Just, uh, yeah, like, it was queer-friendly. Yeah. Oh, and then uh, E-R-O-S, which I think is a Bollywood. E-R-O-S? Bollywood. Eros. Eros is the goddess of yep. erotic desire, yep. so... So it was so Bollywood. Like Channels on Amazon Prime that you can see or something? What do you well, all of a sudden, I just I got an email saying, thank you for signing up for this Deku and Eros yeah. and something else. What was the other one? BET Plus. Hmm. And we're like, it, and I, I have no idea. When Tom is home alone, he can sign up for God knows what. You have no idea. Half black, half Indian gay man? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Seems so. So I was like, so it was Amazon that was hacked, right? 
because it came through my Your Amazon Prime. Yeah. Prime. Amazon Prime was hacked. Mm, yeah. Was this an email or Go on the emails. app? We got e- I got emails. Yeah. They want you, basically, they're going to want you to say, I didn't sign up for that. Well, so that's what I did. I'm going to click here to change that, said, and then they're going to hack you. Yeah, I went cancel, 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 and then it said, oh, well, you're nine... You have, still have to pay the nine ninety nine, and, and you'll have access for a month. I'm like, I, no. <laughs> you sent me the email at nine oh eight. I noticed them at seven p.m. Canceled them. How can they be charging? So I've got to get online and try to. You may end up on a site, and they're going to get your credit card number. Well, I, I changed my password right away. Yeah, well. yeah you got to do yeah, that. Yeah, immediately. Total scam, Bill. Hey, if I could. And this reminded me uh, when Andy brought up the VCR, <laughs> the glorious VCR. Um, I, I want to plug an interview that I was part of. I was actually the one interviewed by a fella, you know, by the name of JB. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Yes, for the JB Low Tech Podcast. Mm-hmm. And we talked about, well, where did my interest in movies begin? And obviously, there's the drive ins and the one screen show houses and stuff. But I also mentioned how my mom and dad, when they got that top-loading VCR <laughs> back oh, in the day, yeah. how important that was. But anyway, yeah. So I just I I, I told JB, I said, yeah, I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna plug it on the podcast and the morning show. But uh, yeah, uh, uh, go to JB's Facebook page, uh, and he has the link, and I shared the link on my Facebook page as well, and Twitter as well, I think. So. That's there we good. go. Sorry, yeah. had to, I wanted to throw that plug oh, in there. No That's problem. Okay. Happy to promote JB's podcast. Indeed, indeed. And we had so much fun. We talked an hour and a half, so we split it in two. So we got the first half this week and the second half coming next week. Oh, cool. Yes. All right, thanks for that. And then what else did we see? Uh, the Conjuring. Oh, conjuring. Mm-hmm. Which you hated. No, Dad hated it. Dad hated it. You didn't? It was slow. A lot of scary movies, like we said yesterday, could be cut half an hour. What's the thing now? It's it's slow burn psychological horror. Yeah, it It's not like constant murder and screaming and everything. Which is fine. The interesting thing about that movie is, and I I really pushed Tom to see it, and then Tom, uh, Alex, he said, well, i got to wait until Alex Alex comes over uh, to watch it. And one thing I did note, it's amazing how the beginning is just this kick-ass scene. It's, it's the sort of stuff that really freaks me out, that exorcism yeah, scene. Yeah, start getting oh, really yeah, intense. And that was kind of yeah. like the height of the scariness right there. I thought it mm. was. I, you know, the other stuff, yeah, you'll jump and everything else. But that, that was terrifying, that first scene. Well, wow, yeah. the whole movie, this woman, the one that has the visions... She's like, oh, I'll go down into the crawl space by myself. <laughs> She's like, oh, I'll go down into the den of hell myself. Yeah. I'm like, what is wrong with her? She's like, let's roll. I wouldn't go down there with a flamethrower and yeah. a bazooka. Yeah. She's like got her rosary and a flashlight. Yeah. It's like, okay, yeah, you what know. is... Yeah, really. Yeah, that's I'm... real life scary stuff there. And I was yeah. telling Mike Bryant we were texting back and forth about it. I think that's just a scary <laughs> anything else who would ever do that well i mean it's not exactly a new trope that the reason horror movies happen is because everyone in them is a moron yeah well you know, this they, woman, that, was, this woman g- was basically the savior of the universe yeah she truly <laughs> was she i love how right woman say- by the way who just died in the but, last yeah couple of years. yeah but i'd have to agree with andy there's there are holes in her logic and her intellect oh, oh yes uh, probably it, i have a name for it actually holes. it's called the stupid human syndrome 
it takes over people in movies where yeah. the absolute most illogical thing they will just walk into the punch. Yeah. Yeah. Every single time. Well, it's because if you don't walk toward the monster, then the monster isn't a threat, and there's no movie. So it's like you know you got to like throw him a bone every once in a while. Yeah. yeah. You oh, go to no, a don't house, stab me, monster. The, the door handle's bloody, and you'll say, "Oh, I should go in and see what's going on." What's happening in this room? It was my speed of horror movie because I don't like it when it's too intense and constantly, you know, when everything's always loud and screaming and yeah. I think the last horror movie I watched was that one where the woman got kidnapped at your house, and then she was in the woods. Oh, how many horror movies have had a kidnapped oh, woman yes. in the woods? That one. Yeah, 80%. Talk about a, a trope right there. That's a trope. Yeah, that's true. She woke up in the basement of some cabin and then she escaped and then they were in the woods oh, for like two hours. Oh, cabin in the woods once again. Yeah. Most of them. <laughs> you know, you know, I, I, Evil I, dead. I, it was the one where she somehow managed to pull out a nail from a post backwards, even though that's physically impossible. She pulled a nail through it. Oh, yeah. yeah. I don't remember the name of it, though. I did not see this you know, movie. No, oh, you weren't there. I uh, I lost my taste for horror movies when I was eight, when my older oh, sister, yeah. who was 17 or 18, oh, let took, you watch. took me to go see at the drive-in or some or movie theater or something, went to see Psycho. Oh, oh yeah. No. Yeah, that was way too intense and, for a kid. Uh, I saw Psycho when I was pretty young. Yeah, because your dad would also let you watch yeah. Psycho. I didn't see Psycho until like eight years ago. No? No. I don't mm. think I had ever seen it. It's still yeah. scary. It's not. Well, at, at the time, it was cheesy. it was sort of bleeding edge. Poor choice of words. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but it, I think it, you mean it's the Hershey's syrup edge. Okay, yeah. <laughs> that's right. Well, it, it was a. Uh, it took uh, it took the edge off my. And I I don't watch horror movies ever. No, because I, I don't, don't want to watch them. Seek them out. No. Yeah, Dan's the same. He's like, if I never saw a scary movie, again, yeah, I'd be I fine. Don't. I just See, don't I, care. I really eased into it because I grew up with the three channels and the uh, started with Casper, the Horror Incorporated, and the Draculas and the Frankenstein's. And, yeah, Frankenstein. And I was always fascinated with the monsters, and you know, they were sim- some of them, not all of them, were sympathetic creatures and misunderstood. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So you know that that was just a different introduction. But yeah, it was definitely a change when I got to be a teenager and all of a sudden the Friday the 13th and the Freddies and all those slasher movies, well, Halloween, another one, um, when those came about, because that was totally different. And do you remember the Hammer Horror deals with with Christopher Lee and and, uh, Peter Cushing and those, the Technicolor Red Blood uh, was always that stood out to me, and those were really creepy. Those those had more of a creep factor going than a, a horrifying. Let's see somebody get decapitated, sort of deal. Well, yeah. And then we take a quick break and come right back to you. Sure, sure. Thank you. We'll be right back. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. Well, he didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Now Mike has done it again by introducing his new My Slippers. Mike has taken over two years to develop. The My Slippers are designed to wear indoor and outdoor all day long. Made with My Pillow foam and Impact Gel to help prevent fatigue, and made with quality leather suede. For a limited time, Mike is offering 40% off his new My Slippers. The My Slippers are so comfortable, you'll want to get some for the whole family, which is what we did. Call 1 800 516 5146 or use promo code TOM, of course, 
1-800-516-5146. Use promo code TOM or go to MyPillow.com. Click on the radio listener square and use promo code TOM. You'll also get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the Giza Dream bed sheets, the MyPillow mattress topper, and MyPillow towel sets. Call 1-800-516-5146. Use promo code TOM. Dan Chesky is here from Dan Southside Marine to talk boats in February. 2021 is all about boat inventory or the lack thereof. Dan's has what you're looking for in the color and model you want. So get in and take advantage of the factory incentives and discounts February offers. Why should our listeners shop for a fishing boat at Dan Southside Marine? We have the latest models on display, like the new Revolution. It features rotational seating from Premier Marine and the new Lumacraft FSX crossover fishing ski. Both are getting tons of attention and grabbing sales from the competition. Dan's Southside Marine is packed with pontoons from Avalon, Berkshire, and Premier with all the rebates and incentives we mentioned at the top. Get the family out this weekend and come see these amazing pontoons. And be sure to ask about custom-rigged Alumacraft fishing boats this weekend at Dan Southside Marine during our February open house. Dan Southside Marine, six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Shop online at dansouthsidemarine.com. There are definitely things to avoid during a Minnesota winter, like licking a flagpole or waiting too long to replace that car battery. But number one on the list is taking a chance on your furnace. Hey, Tom here for Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning, reminding you that a furnace clean and tune will improve efficiency, reliability, and peace of mind. Or maybe it's time to take advantage of Sabre's rebates and upgrade to an energy-efficient Bryant system. Don't take chances on your comfort. Visit SabreHeating.com. Sabre and Bryant, whatever it takes. We are back with Tim Lammers talking about, we've covered uh, Luca, and now we're, we were on to Conjuring. Anybody else see anything else we should talk about? On Amazon Prime, there is a wonderful new uh, film, no, wonderful new series, and it's called Jeremy Clarkson's Farm. Yeah? Really? Is it and, what it sounds and, like? And Jeremy Clark, it's a, it, it is uh, Jeremy Clarkson he's as, the, a, he's the as a farmer. He's the guy, right? Yeah, Top yeah. Gearish. All oh, the way, oh, okay. um, but it's it's an Amazon production, and it, and it just shows him and, and the foibles of him trying to be a farmer, and you know the humor that uh, he in, injects mm-hmm. with that. I'm just because he's because he writes it, produces it, you know, edits it. I mean, he really is involved is it deeply scripted? in it. Oh, I'm certain it is. I'm certain it is. I mean, it's just it's sort of, a, you know, I think all of those things have an element of uh, ad lib. And spontaneity to them, but the overall stories I think are sort of so scripted. It's extemporaneous. E- extemporaneous. There, thank you. It's a very rarely used word. Very, but it was an extemporaneous. It, it really is. It's very. If you like Top Gear and the style that that's done in, it's, it's filmed beautifully. He bought a thousand but, acres. Wow, a thousand acres, a and, it, and it shows him farm. his farmer retired. The farmer, <laughs> the guy that was farming it, he decided he's going to do it himself. So he gets all of this <laughs> information. Luck. You know, and the first thing that he buys is, is, is in, in, in Jeremy Clarkson's stuff. First thing he buys is the absolute biggest Lamborghini tractor that they make. Lamborghini he, makes tractors. Yeah, they make tractors. They're, Did not they're know that. heavy equipment oh, kind yeah. of manufacturer. Yeah. They make big Lamborghini tractor, and so it, so it, it spins off that sort of thing. Oh. And he has to buy equipment. It looks more like a, the Warthog from Halo. <laughs> 
This does not look like a tractor to me. References yeah. lost are, on me. But those are both those are standard tractors in in the large uh, farming community. Ah. Large farms. Okay. Because friends of mine who have the three thousand acres that they farm in uh, Manitoba oh. are that's what they use. And and there's a little GPS run. You just hit the button. You say, yep. "Here's the fertilizer." Here, and no, no, you just hit the buttons. Hmm. The machine keeps track of uh, the needs in the soil, the water in the soil, the seeds that you're planting, and the GPS location. You barely have to do anything. Yeah. So you, and that's exactly my, well, my, the, my buddy. He, he t- takes he sends me pictures out of the back of his tractor, looking at the drill all the time, and he's not doesn't doesn't manage the thing because the thing will just goes. And if and if it gets to a spot where it's been seeded already or weeded or anything that's been done, it just turns all those little nozzles off. And it's just, it's a fascinating thing to hear. You barely I mean, have to farm. And here the down tractor in, does it for you. When we were in Cuba, they're still using an ox cart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, most farming these days is knowing things like, you know, nitrogen in the soil, yeah. the rotations. You know, you have to know exactly what to grow and where. You don't just like, you know, plant a whole field of corn and that's that every year. You got to rotate your crops to make sure oh, yeah, there's, all the different nutrients in the soil. Are and, right. and, in, and in, well, in Napa. I mean, you go through and you have some of a consultant come in, and he'll go to your he goes to the vineyard and he says, "Okay, well, this needs this needs nitrogen, mm-hmm. this needs phosphorus, mm-hmm. this this." So you have blocks that you are individually watering and fertilizing. Oh, this place has nematodes. You have to put this on here to get rid of your nematodes. I mean, it goes all this whole process, sure. and it is a fascinating kind of thing to to hear yeah, about. But that's when we farming were on the farm, is not. I used what, to send in soil samples yep. for the pasture. It's ain't very what important. it used to be. Mm-hmm. Ain't what it used to be. No. Tim, are you there? I am here, and I'm just listening. You're getting There's your farmer. Know a lot about your, farming. You get your farmer sh- shoes and well, hats. I well, you know, I was raised on a farm, so yeah. you know. Oh, well, there you go. Nothing. You Did don't... you have a Lamborghini tractor? No. <laughs> According to Officer Dave, Lamborghini me, started no, as a tractor No, I do not have company. a Lamborghini tractor. I can't. This had a farm all McCormick. I can't Maybe imagine. We had a couple John Deere. We had a John Deere, right? Yep. yep. I had a little John Deere. We. I only had Very to deal loud. with like fifteen acres, ten acres. Of and you didn't. Pasture. You didn't like uh, farm plant. all the yeah. land. You didn't plant anything on no, it. No, I let the farmer um, do the field down by the river. Mm-hmm. He planted corn every single year. Technically, you're not supposed to do that. Although, if the soil's good enough quality, you can. If you're willing to fertilize it properly, I suppose. But at some point, it's sort of wears out. Healthier to rotate the crops. Yeah, much sure. healthier. And it's, we but talk, it was just a little bit. We call that sustainability. Left. And, of course, we're all in touch with our sustainability cells. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, we had 80 acres. I mean, oh. we wow. planted crops. We Pretty had good, yeah. uh, beef cattle. We had pigs. We had chickens. We had a rooster that woke me up every morning at the crack of dawn. Mm-hmm. It was cool. Yeah, our neighbors had a rooster that you could hear from half a mile away. <laughs> the Bostwicks. Yeah, one yeah. morning. We... I miss it now. It was annoying when I was younger. Do you? I, but I, I really miss it now. I went to visit my friend up in in upstate New York, and her neighbors decided to get a rooster. Mm. And that gal, darn yep. thing, every morning, every morning at four forty-five. Very, very that was right. screaming right. its rooster. brains out. That rooster was really intense. It yeah. was what, horrible. Yeah. And what's the point of them getting a rooster? They just wanted a rooster. Well, apparently they bought a bunch eggs. of chicks. Oh. And you're supposed to. They basically cull the roosters yes, they because do. nobody eats them. 
But yeah. they couldn't No, bear... everybody eats them. No. No. You don't eat rooster. For some reason, their meat tastes They're bad. They're called a capon, right? Yeah. No. Capon is a rooster that's been had its testicles cut out. Yeah. When they're, that's so that, the only good rooster. So they caponize them? We don't eat roosters? We don't eat roosters. Uh, in I America, rooster. we I, never I, eat roosters. Oh, okay. It's like we don't eat... We <laughs> I ate rooster when I was a kid. I don't, that movie, I don't remember. That movie about the Asian family that moved to America... Minari. Minari, mm. that won. Did it win an Academy Award for best? No, uh, the the uh, best supporting actress. That talks all about the chicken industry. Yep. They they all started. This family started out in the chicken industry, culling <laughs> chickens. Yep. That was their whole job. Was sexing chickens. Sexing, called sexing chickens. Sexing, Chicks. and they would just burn up the roosters. They just throw them in a fire. I don't do that anymore. I bet they do. No, they don't. No. They put them in a grinder. Oh, gross. That's worse. <laughs> not for the chicken, it's not. No, because the hens, grosser, the hens lay eggs, and apparently they're edible, and roosters yeah, are Yeah, Americans not. don't eat male chickens. We don't eat male cows. We, we eat male rare, turkeys. We rarely eat sheep. We really don't eat a whole lot of different things. Hmm. Always female, and it's only like... Well, I think we eat male pig. I'm not sure. I don't know either. But so everything Probably. I know about chickens is because of that movie. Yeah, you, they, they, people that eat pig eat male pigs because, like, a lot of the 4-H biggest pigs and stuff, they sell them to oh, farmers yeah. that slaughter them. And no, you don't eat pig. You don't eat, you don't eat fertile uh, uh, pigs because the meat uh, tastes like urine. Smells like urine when you cook it. It's that's Gross. harsh. That's harsh. So that's why you, that's Ew. why you castrate pigs when oh. they're little, because oh. you, you get rid of all that. Then you don't have it. Then you, you raise them as a as a eunuch, and okay. th- and th- then you that's how you do it. Same oh. thing with the right, and, and thank you, Ralph, for now I have that image back in my mind. When you used to castrate pigs. <laughs> yeah, I, used to, I, I, I helped one time on a farm castrate. That wasn't urine tasting meat. Yeah, and then you got and then you got. Then you got the Rocky Mountain oysters, which is always a special treat, I'm told. No, no, never no. tried, never tried. I, I haven't either. Well, I may have, because I got one time I got a plate in France, and this was before my of French something. was. Unidentifiable It was a plate of multiple things. Mm. And I asked, I asked the chef, and he came in, and he, exp- and he just rattled it off in Fran- French real quick. And I said, no idea. They were all good, but they were all like... You know, a little chewy. <laughs> all parts, parts of chicken, parts yeah. of chicken. They parts were parts of chicken. Parts of chicken. They were, they're part parts. They were just parts, parts of animal. Giblets and such. Feet. G- yeah. Neck. No, they weren't. No, 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 they weren't all, all chicken. I'm sure I should say that they were veal or pork or this. It was all this stuff, and they were like little, just pieces. And I ate it all. It tasted all. All tasted good. But you know, it's best. Was it deep fried? No, no. It was, it was in a variety <laughs> of sauces and. Oh. Okay. It reminds bliss. me of the time that uh, my uh, sons tricked me into eating alligator jerky, thinking it was beef jerky. Alligator's good. Yeah, alligator's you great. I've had it. Like I'd eat it again. Andy ate a plate of alligator, alligator. snake. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Andy, Andy and Dan, when we yeah. were in Arizona once, it was like ostrich yeah. and snake and All alligator. Good to me. And... Ratites. Ostriches are ratite, I just learned. R-A-T-I-T-E. I yeah. Yeah, it all yeah. tasted fine to me. Yeah, and they were like comparing and contrasting their yeah. thoughts on these odd meats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> odd, odd meats and semi meats. Yeah. 
who knows <laughs> close meets down in florida the, it, they have a state fair not nearly as cool as our state fair obviously it sounds a lot better considered. but they have like you know the cricket booth and the I would never eat, eat, a tr- eat a spider booth no. and all that kind of stuff i'll eat a thousand alligators before i eat a cricket i've never seen that at our state fair when i don't think it'll yeah catch on. when dan and i made our, the day that Dan and I scheduled our first date, we went to the county fair in Florida, and I, yeah, it was like crickets and yeah. scorpions. Like in a, yeah, scorpions in like a cup that people just eat. Well, crickets. the thing about bugs is that you can't take out their digestive tract before you eat them. Yes, you're eating all so, the stuff. So yeah, if they're, if they're eating apple leaves or they're eating apples, they taste like apples. They kind of taste what they eat. It's not, not, you know, it's, it's not, not that big bugs. a deal. I'm Still. not going for it. Sorry. I always devein my shrimp. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, gross. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. No, thank you. I have no interest in it. Hey, Tim, you're big. Cricket a, flower? No. Big, 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 big bug eater? Am I? <laughs> you're a big, you're no. big bug eater? Mostly flies. It's supposed to be the wave of the future, apparently. Yeah, my, Nora loves to eat flies. She thinks they're delicious. So did Bella. because they're so animals. I don't know. They're dumb, dumb animals. <laughs> yeah. She is kind of dumb. So, okay, so I hear there's a blockbuster film coming out this year. Or this summer, right? This year, yeah. It's, of course, it, there's only one. Yes. Well, I mean, actually, the there have been a few of them already. Like I mean, a, you have A Quiet Place 2, which was huge. And coming out this week, uh, screened this one with Michael Bryant yesterday in an actual theater. Oh, nice. Fantastic. No, F9, The Fast and the Furious. Fast 9. and Furious. Uh-huh. That's the one that's supposed to get everybody's, yeah. Everybody back in the theater. Is this the one where they find the know that it's completely outrageous like the other ones. So you got to put your brain on uh, autopilot for a couple hours and just enjoy it for what it is. And they drive the Infinity Stones around. Oh, okay. That's what this is all about. They convert them into cars, and then Vin Diesel gets all the (laughs) Chaos Emeralds and turns into Super Vin Diesel. Uh, Who's in it? Uh, Vin Diesel. (laughs) John Cena is in it. John Cena, because The Rock was in the past few, and apparently him and Vin had a falling out. Well, The Rock is uh, running for governor or something, or oh, yeah, president. That's right. some, I think he's Yeah, yeah maybe that's the deal. He's dealing but with his Vin Diesel campaign. and Jason Statham are not in it. They actually did their own movie called Hobbs and Shaw, which is a great movie. That's a lot of fun, too. Um, but replacing him is more or less is John Cena. So they bring another WWE superstar in, you know, WWE... Uh, star turned actor. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, but otherwise, you know, it's the same. Uh, you, you, a, a lot of the members of the previous movies, you know, Michelle Rodriguez, Jordana Brewster, um, you know, so folks like that. Uh, and Charlie Theron, who was the villain in The Last Picture, is somewhat the villain in this one. I mean, she has, it's a smaller role, but it's an important role. And then Helen Mirren, who turned up in The Last One, actually turns up in this one for only one scene. But she's Helen Mirren, so she's yeah. great. Oh, so this is, was it good? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's outrageous. It's one of those deals that's so outrageous, it's so silly and over the top, you just cannot take it seriously. you got to take it for what it is. And, and the thing is, it's not like a new thing to them. Mm-hmm. Um, the first time where it really did go down that crazy, unbelievably unrealistic route, I... I, I kind of looked at it like, well, are they trying to be serious? What What's going on? Well, that's kind of been the M.O. for the past few movies. So now you know you're going to get outrageous, and they know it. It's You know, everybody's in on the joke. I mean, they're, yeah. they, they could get up 
get beat up 20 different times sideways, you know, get <laughs> in the situations where they would have, um, you know, when you spin out on, like, you're riding, a, what is it called? When you're riding a cycle and you... you uh, have an accident and you skid across the, the pavement pavement oh. rash. Yeah, road yeah. rash. Road rash. Road rash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's amazing how Vin Diesel can fly off of a car onto the pavement, but yet he gets up and not one scratch on him. I always, I think that's funny. I think that's, I've always, uh, those kind of movies, I mean, they're not really my in my wheelhouse, but I'll, if I go see something like that, I can get, I laugh at the absurdity of that stuff. Exactly. Yeah. And Mike and I, you know, yeah, I react to things where it's like, uh, like if it's a ghastly scene, I will physically react or, you know, recoil or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, there's a few moments like that, and they weren't ghastly, but, you know, kind of just unexpected violent stuff, scenes and stuff like that. But more than anything, Mike and I laughed out loud. Because, again, it is just that outrageous. You just can't help... But laugh at the ridiculous. It's ridiculous. They're they're reveling in the whole ridiculousness of this movie because everybody gets out of the situation without one scratch on their body. <laughs> Once in a while, you see a drip of blood, you know, trickling down their face if they get cut. That's about it. You know, I uh, I just noticed that one of the cast members is very important to to mention. Very important because of his legacy. It's Scott Eastwood. Oh. Uh, actually, he was in the last. Oh, he, he wasn't was? in this one. He was in the last oh, one, I believe. Okay. Yeah, but so yeah. Scott Eastwood's coming out, so we're going to get us a belly full of Scott Eastwood here pretty soon. He's been in a lot well, of stuff. Well, he's turning up, yeah. and, uh, turning up in a lot of different things. Um, God, what was it recently that I, I just reviewed a movie not too long ago? He was in it, but he was in a great movie called The Outpost, uh, which is a story uh, of you know the war in the Middle East and an outpost that was under siege. Um, let me look because I Wrath yeah. of Man. What was that? Wrath of Man. He was in in the outpost yes. in Wrath of Man. Yes. And uh he's he's really good. He's definitely got the looks of the old man. Yeah. I wouldn't quite say that he has his presence yet. How old is he? He's my uh, age. He is thirty thirty five, technically. Yeah, thirty five. Yeah, he was I, born in eighty six. Oh, so he's not an not Yeah, a kid. but when did, when did Clint Eastwood do the yeah. first uh, spaghetti westerns? How old is he? Uh, God, he looks so young. See. I don't know. Ooh, here we go. Here Filmography. we go. No, you either have the presence or you don't. You don't get it. No. Well, what, what, no really? in, yeah, I don't well, think so. I, suppose. I don't know the names of it. any of these. A Fistful of Dollars was relatively early in his career. Yep. Uh, well, God, he's dollars. 90, isn't he? It was 1964, and he was born in... 1930, so 34. Yep, 91. 34. He just turned 91. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's, he's up there. And he's, you know, the funny thing about Clint's career, his first movie was Revenge of the Creature, um, which is a, <laughs> the sequel to The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Oh, God. And he doesn't encounter the creature, but he plays a bumbling lab assistant. But, where he loses the, the the lab rat and it crawled up his sleeve and. <laughs> but he, but I think, but was is that like his first that. his first real work or that was, was his, his first movie yeah. or was his first real work not movie work Rawhide. He uh, was in Rawhide. Yes, that was exactly well. Yeah, and he had a lot of. So you look at Tarantula. He was uncredited <laughs> as the Jet Squadron leader. 
But he was in Francis and the Navy, which is a Francis the Talking Mule movie, I think. Oh, oh you're yeah. kidding me. Oh, God. Oh, okay, can, I just, can I just have a moment of honor? Can I have a moment of honor and a moment of, of, of star touching? Uh, when we had our house in Burbank, we lived two doors down from where Francis the Mule uh, used to live. Oh. oh. Cool. And what was it? Well, and and uh, Mr. Ed. Mr. They, Ed. It was just two doors down. You know, wow. you get a picture with them. No, no, no. They, 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 they've, they've long since uh, left us. Oh, uh, God, you know, yeah. but it was, the stable was there. Francis was in 1950, and I can tell you, mules do not live 70 years. No. So that, so that's, so that was, that, that was my, that was as close as I got to you know, fame, except for the granddaughter of Bing Crosby, which was two doors the other way. Uh. Oh, very nice. Um, so, is this going to bring people into the theaters? Do you think? Is this going to turn this one the, the new Fast and Furious? Definitely. Yep. So it's going to. It's already they released it weeks ago in uh, overseas and in China. I don't know if it's in Great Britain yet. I don't, you know, it all depends on who's opening theaters. I think that uh, they're not full capacity in the UK yet, but it's already made three hundred million worldwide, which in this day and age is a huge success. Yeah. Um, but but. By and large, these movies, most of them have grossed over a billion, maybe up to $1.5 billion Holy worldwide. Wow. So it's a, law, it's a far cry from that. But again, we're only starting in the U.S. But, you know, the fact that um, The uh, Quiet Place 2 had a $50 million, um, it, was a, it was a long weekend. Was it, was, it, was it Memorial Day weekend? I think it was. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, no, so you, you, you're counting an extra day or two in there. Um, I, I wouldn't be shocked if it were 50. It, it opens in the 50, 60 range. But who knows? Who knows? I mean, you know, In the Heights was supposed to be doing a lot better than it did. That opened with 11. And that was no. like a, a short nine of projections. So it's just a tricky... You know, I would imagine the weather has something I, to do with yeah. it. There's so I'm many very, different factors. Yeah, I'm very interested to see if the movie theaters are going to be able to stay open, if they're do, going to recover. We'll do we see. know Do we know what the occupancy of the movie theaters uh, average is? I mean, could any numbers like that? It's like how many? So you have a movie theater that has 20 seats. How many seats are filled on the average? Well, when we uh, went to see Kong versus Godzilla, I think it was us and then, what, three other people? Yeah. So that, yep. yeah. I don't think that did. Did that do well? Yeah, yeah, it did for, you know, the, the interesting thing about that was it, it debuted on um, HBO Max the same day, oh, as right. did um, The Conjuring, but that's still open with $20 million. <laughs> but that's also the same case within The Heights. So, you know, as a musical, more people want to watch it at home because of that. I, who knows? Well, I think Godzilla people want those spectacle movies. Drew $440 you know? million at the box office. Oh, but when, so, they, when they say box office, that means at the I think theaters that means or the, box office, yeah, United States. yeah, the theatrical box office. Yeah. But but yesterday, so. I mean, there was a screening, and they four hundred seat theater, and it was more for critics, but they said bring guests. So we're about they we're counting on about a hundred people. But Mike said uh, they went to see a Quiet Place two in the theater over the weekend, and I think he said maybe a dozen people. Yeah. So yeah, people aren't quite ready yet i, I don't know uh, I, um, I i really question some of these numbers i mean it's not making sense there's 20 people in the theater and if, if they, are they certain they're not including streaming that's well, what i would really box like office numbers are worldwide now they're not domestic yes. and a lot of countries are they never really shut down so you know if a 
if it gets really big in one country, then that's really all you need. And, and in America, there's a greater depth of money to put in your own theater. I mean, I, 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 I'm, I'm kind of, a, I'm a real pessimist about uh, this. I, I don't know. I think you're it only go either way. You're only getting 25 to 50 percent occupancy. Yeah. You're not yeah. selling that. You're making the money on the popcorn and the jujubes and all that sort of stuff. Well, or uh, distributors are just going to have to sell reels for much cheaper than they used to. Well, we went and saw Cruella at the <clears throat> Southdale Theater, whatever that is. I don't know if it's an AMC or what it is. Yeah, that is. Yeah. And yeah. there, there were I don't know I don't know how many screens are in that thing, but there were there were people. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't. There was a it wait at the sparse. bar. Yeah. yeah, but Searchlight yeah. bailed. That was a lot of theaters in the, in California. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. They're gone. Searchlight bail. They just went up in smoke. So. And another huge one also is I think totally collapsed. What was it? Well, there's what is it? There's AMC. There's is Fandango the same as AMC? I'm confused on that. Fandango is a um service. a ticket service. There you go. Okay, so they 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 cover okay, a lot of so but they, the ArcLight Cinemas I think went went bankrupt in or they went they shut down in California. Yeah. Yeah. Arc light? I say, did I say searchlight? The, uh, I think you said searchlight. Search light. 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 It's the same yeah. thing. Well, it's, it's, a big, it's the theatrical. There's a dome. It's actually shaped like a dome. Okay. Arclight Cinemas. Hmm. Um, but locally, of course, uh, the Uptown has been shuttered, at least for now. The Adina um, Theater. Yep. The Adina Theater is shut down. Um, you know, and I, I, I mentioned this before, my, my friend in Malacca, his second-run theater shut down quite a while ago. You know, it's sad. I mean, just some are, you just can't do it anymore. Yeah, so I, we're, you're not going to be able to go to a theater and see those art house mu- movies anymore. You'll have to stream them. And right now, more of the art house films are actually being getting a wider distribution in regular uh, commercial-run theaters. Oh. Because there, because there just aren't as many movies coming out. So now that the smaller films like uh, Dream Horse, which is a wonderful movie. It's also on video on demand now. Open in a fair number of theaters, so that you know that's pretty cool. I mean, so uh, I, you know everybody. I, I guess they're trying to figure. They're trying to adapt to this new way of doing things. I just saw things have changed dramatically. Yeah, I just saw that Hulu didn't come out with any, or hardly any new original content. So they're uh-huh. so they're going yeah. to be providing a a ton of old movies that they're mm. they're uploading into their system. I don't know if that's going to help. Yeah, there hasn't been anything new on Hulu in a long time. No. Hulu used to be like where I would go yeah. to watch stuff and now I'm like there hasn't been anything. I know. So, so that's why they're yeah. they're going they're going to be uploading a ton of uh, old movies. These services are going to be just like social media. They're just going to come and go in yep. one or two or three years. It's, oh, it's the best thing well, in the world. Why go there? It's going to be the MySpace. If I can add something streaming. to that route. Quibi, as we've talked about yep. before on this show, Quibi, yeah. has come and gone. Yep. Roku bought the Quibi library. Yep. For and like they nothing. Have more, they had more viewers in their, however long they've been doing it, a couple weeks, than Quibi had in its entire run. Mm-hmm. So that was a very smart acquisition, which Andy and I and Tom, uh, Andy, you had the numbers. Let's I mean, see. they bought it for a pitiful amount of money. Yeah, they bought it for absolutely <laughs> What an nothing. investment that was, because Let's of the see. amount that it cost Hulu to operate. What was it, $1.75 billion, and they bought it for uh, hundred grand or something like under that. Under $100 Now, to the point, they're so successful that they're re-upping some of the shows 
that were originally, you know, Quibi originals, yeah. like um, Die Hard with Kevin Hart and, and some other ones. Yeah, they bought the entire Quibi yeah. library for under $100 million, which no, $100 million. I said $100 grand. It cost like $1.5 billion to produce, so... You're kidding. Oh. Uh, it's a good investment. Whoa. Yes. Yeah, they lost money on that. One fifteenth? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I know I, I own four big old shares of Roku stock. Which are very Ooh. high. And I bought it for like sixty bucks. Well there are over and I've gotten like three now. yeah, I've gotten like a three hundred and fifty seven percent return on yep. my investment. That was a good it's one. too bad I didn't have a million to put in there. <laughs> yeah. If only. <laughs> Hindsight, <laughs> hindsight, as they say. Well, I don't have it to put it in anyway, so it wouldn't matter. Yeah, here we go. Quibi costs $1.7 billion to produce all of this stuff. And then, yeah, Roku just buys it for $100 million. Jeez. Okay. Yeah, so one seventeenth, not even. Oh, my goodness. We're running late. Yeah, we're very late. we got to go. I, yes. All right. Well, well thanks, uh, Tim. talking with y'all. I'll, I'll be on the KQ Morning Show Thursday talking. I'll be reviewing... F9. Well, and Hopefully. you might be hosting the show because yeah. maybe Tom won't even here, show up. But uh, <laughs> the full review coming on, on oh. Thursday. Great. And then I believe uh, vacation next week, right? So yes. we'll talk with you in yep. July. Yep. Have, right. have a happy fourth. You too. You too. Yeah. Yes. Thanks for. All right. Have a great day, everybody. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Yeah. That's it for mm-hmm. us. Till we'll the be next back. episode. We will be back. <laughs>